everyone, and welcome to this week's On the Spot, where we discuss what's happening in the freight market, specifically around the spot market activity in the week. So I'm here with guest host Kevin Hill, which many of you are probably familiar with. Good to be on On the Spot this week, Zach, filling in for J.P. Hampstead. J.P. decided to take a day off. Uh, I know, you know. <laughs> there's a holiday coming up or something. Something Memorial Day. Yes. Uh, but yeah, we have had a pretty interesting week this week in the freight market, as usual, especially during this uh, COVID-19 outbreak. Uh, nothing seems to follow the patterns that we've, you know, been accustomed to seeing uh, throughout the year. Um, so, you know, we are about to hit Memorial Day, Kevin, and that typically means that there is this illusion of capacity. It, it, it just it, it just goes away because everybody's mm -hmm. taking vacations, time off, etc. We are seeing some tightness show up intermittently uh, throughout mm -hmm. the market. Now, I say tightness as a relative term, of course, um, but it has, it's not really materializing like it has in years past. Yeah, it's a very loose capacity market. I mean, the, the tightness in, in certain areas might, you know, on, natural, on the national level, over 3%. You know, or maybe hitting four percent is, is tightness right, right now, right right around four percent. In certain markets, will be tight. You know, people, drivers will be taking a vacation. The operations will be down a little bit. But relative to last year, certainly 2008, 2018, 2017, it's it's just a very loose market um, for, for for trucking right now. Yeah. Yeah, and last year, of course, was not a great year in terms of tightness uh, or, you know, in inflation rates right around Memorial Day. We were almost in this mini little uh, recession in the middle of May. Yeah, that's another strange yeah. thing about it because last May, uh, volumes were down 5 6% mm -hmm. year over year. So the comparables should be easy comparables, and yep. but they are easy comparables, and we're, we are maybe 4 or 5%. I, I know still, yesterday we were... About 5%. We're still underneath uh, on the tender rejection rate. We're still underneath where we were. Yeah, now, our it, volumes, volumes are yes, actually volumes. better. Yes, the volumes uh, are better. Year over year. So, you know, it took a road check week to really have a noted impact to supply last year. It, it did, Which, of yes. course, has been postponed this year. They're not going to do that anymore. So don't count on that uh, next in the first week of June, uh, traditionally. So, yeah, we're not seeing – we are seeing some tightness show up. It's, again, relative – to what it was in the middle of April, you know, early May, one of the loosest freight markets in history. Uh, volumes have recovered to an extent. Now, these volumes aren't really putting that much pressure on capacity, not to the way that we would expect it to. We would expect it to, to put quite a bit of pressure on, on capacity, even uh, the, the April run-up. Mm -hmm. Uh, that we had more or late March, sorry, a late March run-up yeah. didn't put uh, as, as much pressure on capacity as you would think with freight volumes up 30% year over year, or 29% right. year over year. You'd think there'd be a lot of pressure, and there was pressure, but not as much as you would have thought. Right, and 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 we think a lot of that has a lot to do with the fact that it's, you know, this, uh, you know, we've got this uneven recovery, if you want to call it a recovery at this point. Um, mm -hmm. You know, certain industries. Are turning back on or starting to turn back on automotive uh, the automotive sector has decided that it's going to slowly ramp back up its production mm -hmm. which has not necessarily materialized yet uh, it's going to be a very slow uh, cranking of that engine it appears at mm -hmm. least in the automotive sector uh, again demand not very high <laughs> yeah demand for autos is, is not very high that they have the inventory from the last eight mm -hmm. weeks to, to sell off as well mm -hmm. so it's gonna be a very uh, slow recovery and probably a very W-ish 
Yeah, very W-ish. This I, I think about it more like a rolling wave. Yeah, or a wave. Rolling yes. wave. Uh, you know, consumer sentiment though has uh, started to come back. It started up. to come back up. It started to come back up. And if you go to the, the uneven recovery, mm-hmm. uh, we and Freight Intel Group and, and Passport Research, we did a study on credit card spending from Bank of America. Uh, data and correlated with the OTVI, and there was not too much of a correlation except for grocery. Yeah, grocery had about a 0.75 correlation uh, with a weak lag, right? So if you, you lag that, that out a week, uh, you have a very good correlation, and that's where uh, most of the spending is right now in the economy, based specifically on on that credit card and debit card real time spending. Uh, e-commerce is, is big. Electronics, Electronics, we're talking about that. Actually showing up as a positive year-over-year comp. Yeah, very positive year-over-year yeah. comp. So is home improvement. Yeah. You know, it's, it's still about a 23, 24% year-over-year comparable higher where everything else is, besides electronics mm-hmm. and e-commerce, it is trending 30 40% lower. In some cases, travel is trending 99% lower. Right. right. So... <laughs> Yeah, no, and that, I think that's going to be the story of the next couple of months. We're going to see certain sectors boom, other sectors mm-hmm. bust. Uh, we've, you know, gone over the fact that capital expenditures are not going to be driving for, a driving force in the economy this year. Uh, budgets are slashed on that regard now. But again, you're talking about home improvement. You're talking about food and grocery uh, doing well. You know, this this mix is so hard to manage, especially on the freight market side. Like mm-hmm. you're. If you flood to one sector, you're abandoning another. Uh, that's going to create a lot of tightness intermittently in certain mm-hmm. pockets. Um, you know, Los Angeles being one of those pockets of tightness right now. Uh, anecdotally, it's one of the only markets that I've heard that people have really had trouble uh, getting capacity, at least in any real level. I mean, there's obviously going to be little spots of tightness all throughout the United States at any given time. Uh, but Los Angeles continues to be, or the Southern California markets continue to be one of the tightest uh, and fastest growing markets in the United States. How much of that do you think is due to, you know, imports, you know, maybe a secondary pull forward uh, as we're hitting these service lags and all this kind of stuff? Yeah, I think it's it has a lot to do with a secondary pull forward and kind of the inventory that was built up when China shut down and everything sitting on the dot. Right. You had to clear all that out, and then you have this secondary pull forward. And we have an article on American Shipper uh, from earlier this week from one of our contributors, Lorian LaRocca, has a, a great graph in there showing uh, through these these this wave of, of, of imports coming in right. and also talking about consumer demand because if you go back to the Bank of America credit card information, department stores, uh, discretionary items other than home improvement, mm-hmm. other discretionary items, uh, you know, spending's down 40%, 50%. Department stores, somewhere between 40 and 50% the last few weeks. Right. It's kind of ebbed and flowed. Uh, between there and those are, are huge uh, Chinese importers, right? Mm-hmm. Clothing or Southeast Asia, and they have been canceling their orders uh, for the, the summer and fall at a probably a record pet pace, right. or delaying or shrinking their orders. So that port volume is is likely to to, to come down. And we're already seeing quite that. A bit. Yeah, yeah we we're are. already seeing it come down quite a bit. It's dropped significantly uh, week over week, uh, and mm-hmm. it's been trending down since the end of April, early May. So mm-hmm. um, it's inevitable that that 
may materialize in the United States at some point, but how much of the freight movement in the United States right now do you think has to do with some sort of you know, demand side, or is it simply a lot of repositioning? On the, the freight demand? On the domestic side, like in the United States. I mean, we see these intra-warehouse movements, oh, yeah, et cetera, versus like this warehouse to store. So there's going to be potentially some level of disconnect between that credit card data and the consumer demand and freight patterns in the United States. Do you think that's accurate? I, I think that is accurate. I think you're, you're going to find uh, inventories r rising pretty rapidly, especially for individual companies that that might not have the, the, the capital to absorb having cash tied into to inventories. Uh, but you're seeing a lot of inventory repositioning, trying mm -hmm. to figure out what to do mm -hmm. with this merchandise that isn't being sold through right. right now. And I think you guys see it quite a bit. We see it in, in Sonar, right? Yeah. And yeah. you look <laughs> at it quite a bit. Is that, that between the long haul, the medium haul, and the short haul? And how that, that ebbs and flows and tells that story. Yeah, I, I mean, how do you, you know, how do you think a broker manages this environment right now? I mean, you're, <laughs> you, you can't rely on your transactional day-to-day -day ad hoc uh, activity like you did before. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have flocked. You know, Echo Global is now 60% contract uh, or managed transportation, mm -hmm. uh, however you want to call it. Um, and. and what does that world look like as a broker? I mean, you're, you're sitting there and you, you've been living in the spot market for a little while. Now you've got some accounts to manage. Like, what? <laughs> how do you navigate? What do you need to do when you walk into the office every day? Or call up, you know, log into the office, I should uh, say. Log, yeah, <laughs> log into the office right now. I, I think over the next two or three weeks, the, the most brokers just will, will be back in the office. And that's yeah. kind of or put the coffee down, uh, okay. put that coffee down survey showed us. But in a broker's world right now, it is, it, it's a tough life. Yeah. It's a very <laughs> tough life because you don't have any pricing power to the shippers. You're, you're getting accused, uh, sometimes driving rightfully so, yeah. driving <laughs> rates down. You're not driving rates down. You know the market is driving rates down. Sure, I mean supply demand. You're supply and demand. When the you carriers, I, I always used to say this as a pricing guy for a carrier. I'm like, it's our job to price things. Like if we're willing to move things at a loss, mm -hmm. that's our decision. Nobody's forcing us to do it. Yeah, we um, have the, the double-edged sword on that too, right? Because freight brokers are very fragmented. Mm -hmm. Same, you know, freight brokers and carriers are the same. Uh, type of uh, industry is very fragmented, ran by a lot of smaller operators, mm -hmm. right? And they're going to the freight brokers going to the shipper, uh, trying to, to to get loads, mm -hmm. and they're getting underbid by other freight brokers who yeah. are in the same position. In the same, then they turn around and sell that that the, those loads <laughs> into the capacity, and the carriers are doing the same things to, to same each thing. other, right? The same so, thing. So so that really has a lot to say about the price action going mm -hmm. down. Uh, not so much going up, but going down, it's just a really tough market. Uh, you, your, your customers, your shippers are trying to get the best rate because they're, the, the demand for their products, especially if you're in industrials, is plummeting. Oh, yeah. Right? They're, they're just lucky to make a sell right. in a lot of cases, <laughs> right? You think about oil field. You know, oil field is a disaster Gone. right now. So, <laughs> Uh, so, so they're looking to save cut costs. You know, they're laying people off. Probably they're, mm -hmm. they're furloughing people. They are finding in, delaying capital expenditures. Right, anything yep. to save a dime, sure. they have to do right now. And oftentimes that comes straight to transportation because it's seen as a commodity. Yeah, yeah, and and of course the you know 
again, those are the sectors that are depressed right now, not mm -hmm. active. That's going to drive down the rates on those. So I think we're going to see some sort of alignment with commodity and pricing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just yes. like the financial markets, you know, which is something that a lot of people aren't that familiar with in the transportation space. You can actually see uh, kind of a clear line of sight between the commodity and the cost. You can, <laughs> the demand, yes. I mean, it's it's, it's it, almost like trading uh, stocks or it, it equities is. at this point. It, it is. If you go back to the grocery, mm -hmm. consumables, uh, essential consumables, mm -hmm. uh, the capacities much tighter yeah. in that. And you have more pricing power. And uh, if you're in the contract side of the mm -hmm. business, uh, you're getting the volumes. Right. Now, those are probably going to get rebid down at some point, but not yet. You know, a lot of the contracts come due, you know, in the fall, mm -hmm. late uh, in the winter when things are a little bit slower. So it will be an interesting bid season, to say the least. But you know, in, in the meantime, uh, some of these commodities, some of these sectors, I mean, uh, it's speaking of commodities and sectors that are mm -hmm. starting to pick up, produce season has arrived. Yes. Uh, you know, we're monitoring the California movements. Florida actually has got some tightness showing up in it mm -hmm. as well uh, with, you know, strawberry season in, in California, lettuce, of course, the big lettuce produce harvest. Uh, kicking off right now, um, and it is starting to show up. So it's it's occurring it at the same time that it happens every year. What about Reaper. this? I have a question for you. Okay. I have a question for you. So do you anticipate some of these dry van carriers, you know, maybe the, the, the really smaller fleets of owner-operators, dry van, maybe flatbed guys, if they can get their hands on a reefer trailer, yeah. do you think they, they switch out, and what does that do? if they can get their hands on a reefer trailer. I mean, the real capacity constraint for reefer is the reefer trailer. Mm -hmm. uh, drivers can drive reefer and dry van, not, not, not any different. Um, yeah. You know, as long as that uh, temperature remains regulated in the back, they can drive it. So I don't, I don't see that being a real thing, okay. um, you know, in terms of loosening capacity. I think a lot of people have already kind of crawled into that sector that wanted to go. It's a very volatile life though, living that reefer life, because you go into one market, to pick up, you know, and you can charge, you know, a premium to get out mm -hmm. of California right now, but you're going to pay for it coming back in. You are, yeah. You're <laughs> going to become, uh, you, yeah. whatever you can get, you're probably be, really become a, a dry van carrier. Yeah. Going are. back in, you're right? Effectively you see a lot a of guys doing carrier. that, mm -hmm. you know. Well, Kevin, thanks so much for uh, filling in for John Paul this week. And, uh, you know, Hopefully he has a, a great vacation. And, uh, you know, hopefully everybody out there has a great Memorial Day weekend. Uh, get refreshed and ready to go. Uh, we'll see how this peak season materializes in June moving forward. And be sure to stay tuned to FreightWaves.com for any further freight market updates.